Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Round Ball Rock Podcast Christmas Edition, starring Dave Schilling, Burmy the Elf who wants to be a dentist, the Snow Miser, Joey Devine, Scott Farkas, Cindy Lou who who was no more than two. Sean Keen, Emmett Otter, Burgermeister Meisterburger, August Caitlin Gill, Patreons Darshan Patel, thank you Darshan, Colin McGowan, thank you Colin, great writing as always. Thank you, Andrew. Musical guest, Nat King Cole. And now, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with our annual Christmas episode, so you know what that means. I'm here with my uh, friend, my co-host, America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Hey, how's it going? I was oh, I was hanging out with. Uh... There was a real weird delay there. It was like oh. uh, I was like worried for a second. Oh no! It, I think it's purely on my end because I thought I was responding very quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, I did. I did hang out with with a nephew the last two days. Thus, uh, continuing my uh, string. I went to my old workplace, the Lawrence Hall of Science in Berkeley. It was uh, very fun. Really recommend it. And there is a really bummer of an exhibit called Pandemic Detectives. Um, 
<laughs> you can look at a mask mm-hmm. and there's like you you blow air in a fabric and see what happened. And I get it. And they're doing the best they can. And then there is a wall where children write on post-its mm-hmm. about their feelings about COVID-19 and risk. And uh, that is really something. Well, Sean, you listen to the new Lincoln Lawyer book. Um, Uh So you also know, as well as I do, that the only pandemic detective is Detective Harry Bosch. Because in that book, he's driving in a car with the Lincoln lawyer, and he goes, you ever heard of Wuhan, China? And the Lincoln lawyer's like, no. And he's like, there's a disease there. It's killing people. They don't know what it is. I mean, Bosch does have links to China. Yeah, so. yeah he does. Yeah, that Ennis Cantor, friend. Well, we'll get to Ennis <laughs> yeah. Cantor later. But um, yeah, so Joey, one more thing about the the kids mentioning the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I remembered uh, that when I, so I worked there a while ago. They also had a similar board about 9-11. Mm. And uh, that was really something. It was much weirder. It wasn't as sad. It was definitely children were a lot more confused about what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, Not really warmongering, more just like, that was strange. Well, on that note, uh, it's our (laughs) annual Christmas episode, which means uh, we have a guest that everyone loves. It's this is I would say one of our more popular episodes every year, Uh, and it's because of our guest, a comedian, t-shirt seller. uh, (laughs) um, Caitlin Gill is here. Caitlin, how are you? Hi, I'm so very good. I am. Um, I'm here. It's Christmas. I'm. It's an honor to continue the tradition with uh, the Round Ball Rock uh, family. I yeah, I was you were say having. Community, we but all... I'm gonna level up to family. We were actually worried that you were. We were gonna have to find a different guest because you're having such a crazy time at the moment in your life. The holidays have been um, wild. They. Uh, it's. It'll be one to remember. How's that? It'll be one to remember in the old Caitlin Gill household. Um, but I couldn't help but but clear a little time. Um, so thank you for uh, letting me slip in at this at this uh, late hour before the Christmas Yuletide time. Um, you know, I haven't watched any basketball all year. Obviously not this last month. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I am eager to hear about all of the games that I, I could watch. Should you I could watch. start yeah, watching yeah. basketball this, right now? <laughs> yeah, Caitlin, you're, again, you're under no obligation to watch any of these things, mm-hmm. of course. Well, this is how I watch them, is through you and through my friends. I feel like I am here for the ancillary basketball fans. Uh, mm-hmm. The people, if you are, if you're, of course, if you're listening to this, you are probably a basketball fan. And you have people in your life, like me, who only know basketball because of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love basketball because of you, but we still don't know anything about it year after year i appear on this show and i still don't understand who's doing what on the court when i look at the players playing i can't i've never grasped it it's the dumbest um it's the dumbest (laughs) i never feel more like a barbie doll and i am watching basketball like the only noise i can make about basketball is like like i don't get it there's something ingrained in me where like the only thing i can say about basketball is like questions designed to make a teenage boy think you're dumb enough to date i can't figure it out mm-hmm. um you know as i've grown and matured and accepted that i am basketball blind i now just enjoy the joy that my friends find in the basketball and participate on that satellite orbit of the game 
So yeah, well, as I understand from talking to you, Christmas is a very active basketball time. So um, for for the others like me in your lives out there who are uh, <laughs> basketball illiterate, it is nice to get the skinny. I want to know the dope. Well, What's that's exactly What's why the... we have you on. For listeners who haven't heard this episode before, basically what we do is Christmas is the biggest day of the year for basketball fans. And uh, we try and help you, our basketball-loving listeners, explain to your friends and family uh, why they should care about these Christmas Day basketball. Yes. Uh, would you say that's fair, fans. What we're doing oh, here? Absolutely. It's a service. It's, we're doing well, and you know, I think there actually are, it's not the majority of our listeners, but there is a percentage of our listeners who do not follow basketball, mm-hmm. or at sure. least do not follow NBA basketball. Right. The, uh, I would so say, this is kind of for you. Yeah, yeah. I would say the Venn diagram is like, of our listeners, are people who listen to basketball, people who don't, I mean, people who pay attention to basketball. People who don't pay attention to basketball. And in the middle is uh, Detective Harry Bosch fans in that Venn diagram, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we're, we're really taking off on – our downloads have been huge at uh, Musso and Frank's recently. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it takes a niche. That's what it takes, mm-hmm. guys. Yep. Um, I was going to play that clip of Bosch getting vaccinated, but I – don't think I can find it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there, Caleb, he's pro-vaccination. <laughs> he's that's the only cop know. in Los that's Angeles who's vaccinated. Um. <laughs> that's how you know it's fiction. <laughs> I love watching. Um, the, there was something. something I, look, I hate this show, but I was forced to watch a couple episodes of what's the jury consultant, the magic jury consultant show. Bull? Is it bull? Sure. <laughs> but it's, it's not, really it's fun. It really feels like a Night Court spinoff, and right. I'm sad that it's not. <laughs> I, I also don't really even understand the concept of the show exactly, because mm-hmm. sure. it's just solving that. Mi- they're all solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, there's. I had to watch Bull, and there's constantly, they just like don't want to deal with it. But they always have these scenes where Bull starts off and someone comes into Bull's office and Bull goes, I'm vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? The guy's like, I'm vaccinated. Why don't we remove our masks? And because uh, it's hard to to have good acting without the mouth, Mm -hmm. I would say. Tom Hardy would disagree as he tries to cover up his face and obscure his voice in every role. But I think he's an exception. It's true. So, should we get started, Sean? Why don't you uh, walk us through the Christmas okay. Day schedule? So here are the, the Caitlin. You're. I know you don't follow basketball, but uh, there is uh, this Omicron variant of uh, the novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it is ripping through the league right now. Uh, so the Christmas Day games. There is still a possibility that they will be uh, canceled completely. Mm-hmm. We um, should probably tell Caitlin. Um, oh yeah. So the league went from having 17 positive COVID tests uh, in October and November to uh, 104 this month. That's a significant statistical increase. Yeah, it's a uh, quarter. That's... It's a quarter of the players. 
Um, there's about 450 NBA players, and 104 of them are currently <laughs> out with COVID. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, including many coaches. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's actually that 104 you number doesn't the count the Rudy coaches. behind this entire plot. Like there are so many B string. Like it's about to be someone's day. Like I know that's not how it's going to play out, but there are a thousand like just little sports movies playing in my head where like the little basketball player who could is the only one left <laughs> to play yeah. for the Warriors or something. Well, it's. This is like a situation that if it was like one player is a heartwarming Disney film. When it's a quarter <laughs> of the league, it's a nightmare parable about capitalism. Yeah, and um, the commissioner of the NBA uh, came out yesterday and gave like a big interview where he was like, we're not canceling anything. Uh, and they've decided that the rules now are like, if you have a player in COVID protocols, you're, you are forced to sign a new player <laughs> until that person God. is out of COVID. So it's like a real, uh, they're trying to churn through as many people who are as good at basketball as possible. It's like the, it's and a it's real, all COVID, which is yeah, yeah, you know, super efficient. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the, it's real wheels of capitalism crushing people stuff. Um, yeah. It's say. like, it's like 15 year olds getting drafted into world war two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to make uh, a bold statement here and say that also, I mean, we misperceive what a mild case of COVID is, mm -hmm. but I'm just going to say it. Basketball players are probably bad patients. They're like upset that they're sick. They're, they never feel bad. Like they're physically, you know, <laughs> right. the rest of the year. so suddenly this like fatigue and aching, they are not on board with any of this. I'm going to bet that there is not enough chicken soup in the world to stop the whining. That goes on, and I'm not even late. I mean, you're sick, be whiny. I'm just gonna say, maybe not the easiest patience either. Just mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. snuffly and so mad about it. Well, and and so it, yeah, it's basically like imagine any man in your life who has a mild cold. Yeah, I didn't and how much it, that that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Men who are sick, and they are going to be terrible at it. Well, they, they, so LeBron James tested, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are testing positive and are asymptomatic because mm. you know a big percentage of the league is vaccinated, vaccinated yeah. like it's ninety five percent or something like that. But you get these situations where like LeBron James tested positive, so he had to stay away from the team, and it was thirty, I would say thirty six hours of intense public whining about like. I had to stay in Sacramento. What happened? And just like everyone who's ever had to stay in Sacramento, they're thinking that same. Yeah, thing. I guess that's. <laughs> um. So what is going to be happening on Christmas, though, is because there are some teams with like ten players, uh, in COVID protocols, and um, uh, yeah. they're being forced to sign players who don't play for them for this so like it, one game. <laughs> So, Sean, yes. Uh, why don't we uh, go through these games that uh, have some and some uh, comically hilarious NBA players, depending <laughs> on uh, how familiar you are with basketball? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So our first game, they, this is pretty much traditionally always the first game is a New York Knicks home game. It's always, yeah. It doesn't they matter need to how to make sure right. Spike Lee has something to do on Christmas. 
Uh-huh. John McEnroe is usually there. Uh-huh. No longer actor Ethan Hawke, who was banned, banned. Yeah. Uh, by their crazy <laughs> owner. Now, Caitlin, <laughs> I don't know if we have talked about the 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 weird, crazy owner of the New York Knicks. So his mm-hmm. father founded Cablevision. Mm-hmm. So he's very wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And he owns the New York Knicks, uh, which had just a long history of mismanagement. Uh, they've been sued for sexual harassment so many times. But primarily what you should know about James Dolan is that he has a, a band. blues band, roots band, and it's called JD and the Straight Shot. And um, here's what they sound oh, like. Oh, I yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, here's what they sound like. Just wait. We were friends, we were friends. Talked for hours without end about his latest story, how to deal. Caitlin, you want to know the most fucked up thing about this song? This is about his friend. This is about his friend Harvey Weinstein. All the girls who adored him catered to his every whim. Nothing he could lose. All he needed to do was choose. I should have known, I should have known, I should have thrown myself across his tracks, stopped him from these vile attacks. I should have known, we believed and didn't see through the lies he told us all. Led him to his endless fall. I should have. So, yeah, that's billionaire uh, fail son, <laughs> James Dolan's band, and his song about how he could have stopped Harvey Weinstein, his friend, if he'd only known. He's, no. yeah, he also tried to buy the uh, like Inglewood City Council election uh, because he was trying to like steal money from the Los Angeles Clippers, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sometimes think secession is like over the line, like over exaggerated or somehow drama dramatized too far even though it's for the melodrama and then i realized they do not take it far enough because you know not to spoil but kendall like doesn't sing like you need to go all the way and like put out the album like you gotta like do it that is so bold i also love billionaire playing the blues like that the strain of that heartfelt like little minor chord hitting just like yeah man well it's a it's a big sports owner thing to like collect famous guitars but also here's uh, a very funny thing about him is so that band jd and the straight shot uh so he owns madison square garden Um, and anytime the eagles play madison square garden guess who the opening band is oh really jd and the straight shot yeah he insists on (laughs) i I believe i believe they open at madison square garden like three or four times a year for like bands Just like that he thinks. It does 15 between each comic. It's like the band coming on between each play, extending each commercial break. That's fine. Oh yeah. And he's, he's also taken to playing the acoustic guitar on the team plane. Mm-hmm. G travels on for some reason after losses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that's can a just you story. your boss coming into your car on your commute home and playing the acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I athletes earn a lot, justifiably so, and I don't know if there's a, a, enough a lot for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too bad the Pelicans aren't playing, Caitlin, because uh, there was a story this year that the Pelicans GM 
made their best player come to his hotel room so he could watch him play the piano. That is a story that happened in the just, NBA this year. That one's just that one's just weird. I don't know how they could have stopped it if they had known because <laughs> someone should have stopped that. Someone knew. I would have thrown myself across those keys. <laughs> asked him to leave politely. Um okay, so they're playing the Atlanta Hawks. And the reason they're playing is that these two teams met in the first round of the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, so the Hawks have a very exciting young star named Trey Young. And he is, the best way to describe him is, like, mini Curry, right, Joey? Uh, I mean, I think For a layman fan. Sure. He's tiny. He's very small. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say what, what was awesome about him last year in the playoffs was how much he antagonized the entire city of New York. Yes. Like he hit a game winner at one point, Caitlin, and then did like a Broadway bow. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, said yeah. in the post game, like, yeah, I bowed because I'm on Broadway and that's what you do after your plays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Knicks fans were yelling things. They were chanting, I think. Well, I mean, they were chanting fuck Trey Young they a were lot. Tra- but yeah, also they were chanting a lot of Trae a Young. lot of heckles about him balding. He has yeah. very weird hair. He has, um, I would describe his hair as wispy. Yeah. Um, um, any basketball fan chanting or anything about balding is throwing stones mm-hmm. in a glass house. Like oh, everybody yeah. you're a fan of is fighting that fight. And it's, I mean, it's not fair. Most other athletes get the benefit of a cap or helmet. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. all soccer yeah, totally. stars, basketball stars that are in full view as nature takes its course. Uh, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, By the way, and what causes game. balding is <laughs> excess testosterone. Yeah, so, I was going to say, there's um, like kind of a link here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, also, like, basketball, I think... Um, there's a few guys who don't really care at all, but Michael Jordan basically popularized just a balding person just shaving their head completely. There are some people yeah. in the NBA who have, have gotten hair replacement therapy, mm-hmm. and yeah, not, for no. some of them you can tell, like like with LeBron. Got that Elon I, Musk line. Yeah, I think, I think LeBron probably wishes he had just shaved his head like five years ago mm-hmm. because – it's really hard to go chrome dome when you've had hair plugs. Right. Yeah. So, there's kind of no, there's no walking yeah. back. That one. Really in uh, there. Yeah. Um, okay, so Joey, well, why? What why I want to bring up here real quick, because I have the clip too, is so the Knicks, Caitlin, have been terrible for a decade now. Wouldn't you say that's I mean, fair? More, more than that. They had yes. one good year in 2013. But other than that, basically pure misery for 20 years. So, Caitlin, <laughs> and now they're pretty good. And uh, this is how their fans are behaving. Double fucking overtime! What the fuck, baby? New York is fucking back! Knicks are here, baby! The Knicks are fucking here, baby! Fresh out the corner, baby! We're taking it all the way! We had De Blasio, we had Cuomo, it was rough shit! But we have the Knicks! That's New York! Knicks run New York City! Bing bong! Tell me a little something, KD! Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks! Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks! Let's go, Knicks! Let's go, Knicks! Let's go, Knicks! Let's go, Knicks! Real talk, I'm from New York, and you know what? Tom 
Brady's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Fuck Tom Brady, yo. Fuck Tom Brady. Where the bread at, Tom Brady? I need some bread, nigga. He owe me. Fuck Boston. What? Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? He still ain't good at Dyke, man. You smoking on that Boston pack tonight, you right? Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. So, that was after the very first game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Knicks are currently, Which they have 14. Like they narrowly won. Yeah, they won in overtime <laughs> over Boston. They're currently 14 and 17. And while the standings are very close, they are in 12th place out of 15 teams in the Eastern Conference. But I would, uh, we should also but point I will out say, that their, their, uh, their slogan for the season yes. is Bing Bong. Because is, that guy like, says bing bong and well, it's, it's the sound it, of the subway, right? Yeah, it's the sound of the subway cars <laughs> closing. Um, so this is going to be like a really charged up game between the 11th place team in the Eastern Conference and the 12th place team. Um, so it's going to be like, I will say, I support the Knicks still getting a Christmas game mm-hmm. because... Um, there's just so many people in New York. Like, like Madison Square Garden is always full, no matter how terrible the Knicks are. Mm-hmm. And you just get, like, a special kind of basketball freak that's like, yeah, noon on Christmas. Yeah. This is this is what I want to do. I want to watch the 12th place team. I want to abandon my family. And I want to... Big bong, motherfuckers. <laughs> Big bong, Trey Young. Smoke of that Knicks pack. Uh, uh, I, I guess, sure. Yeah. That sounds like uh, a hot nightmare, but mm-hmm. I do, I, somebody needs that. Yeah. Uh, what I heard most other... clearly in those voices was a need. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm a little bit concerned about what happens if that need is not filled. I don't think it's dependent on wins or losses. It is just a, vo- a, a void that needs some filling. So let's mm-hmm. get, let's get some some white stuff in that Oreo. It sounds like somebody really needs, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're a little wafer thin at the moment, and they need, yeah. they need Bing the bong, support. motherfuckers. Uh, all right. Other th- the other thing I'd like to mention is, uh, this is just a little side. The, the Atlanta Hawks currently have uh, Italian stallion Danilo Gallinari, mm-hmm. who was initially a New York Knicks draft pick, and they traded him his rookie year, his se- they traded him very early, um, when I briefly lived in New York City, I lived very close to the uh, Italian American Museum, mm-hmm. which is not a good museum. But <laughs> prominently displayed in the window was a Nick's Gallinari jersey, mm-hmm. just because it was like Italian pride. And it seems like that's another thing that will make New York fans go crazy because um, the the New York Yankees traded for two. Italian players or at least players with Italian names this year mm-hmm. and the city like lost their minds like Anthony Rizzo like this <laughs> Joey Votto what's going on not Joey Votto Joey uh what's uh, what's that guy's name I, I don't know it's Doesn't not Joey Votto yeah uh, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't don't worry I don't know less Italian than you guys don't know <laughs> all right uh our next game of the morning at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time is the Celtics at the Bucks. Okay. Uh, now, Caitlin, an important... Th- I would say the most important thing to point out about this particular game... Well, two things. 
Uh, the Bucks are the reigning NBA champions. Did you know that? Oh, right. I did. I did. And they have that adorable young man whose name I don't know. Giannis. But who seems very sweet and kind of delighted by the world. Yeah, Giannis. Um, but yes. the Celtics have a player um, who's been in the news recently. His name was Ennis Cantor. Uh, okay. But he recent he's from Turkey, but he mm -hmm. recently became a U.S. citizen, and in doing so, changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. Um, okay, sure. Uh, no, he's a CIA asset. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's funny because he he's been known for a while for. Uh, he's like a Turkish dissident against mm -hmm. the dictator. But then when you look deeper, he followed this sort of like political movement slash cult that was actually like partnered with this mm -hmm. dictator and then broke. And, uh, you know, he's he tweets a lot about how um, anybody with a Nike deal is enabling the Chinese Communist Party. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he went on. He went. He started going on Fox News, and then it became clear uh, what his real politics were when he was like, "Why are all my black teammates complaining about America? They should suck yeah. it up mm -hmm. and just play." And it was like, "Oh, that's the kind of freedom you want." There I got also, it. He's also the only NBA player currently dating a Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. He's been photo. He's good friends with Jared Kushner, also the Clintons. Uh -huh. So he's, he's yeah, he's, he's nonpartisan. <laughs> In John, his love I of fuckery. I believe there's John a picture, Bolton as well. Yeah, yes. there's also a picture of him with John Bolton. <laughs> That's uh, what a funny kid. What I mean, what gravity brought those two forces together where they were like, yeah, photo opportunity. Uh, the CIA. I, the CIA, the yeah. Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, they also, there were also a lot of conservative commentators at the start of the year that were like, well, maybe, maybe his controversial anti-China stance is what's keeping him out of the starting lineup for Boston when it was kind of like, this guy has signed minimum contracts for four or five years. He can't play defense. You know, this week uh, he was like individually lit up for 38 points in a game, which is almost impossible <laughs> for someone to score 38 points just on you, like one-on-one -on -one in a game where there's like, like 20 guys played in the game. And yet, uh, yeah, so this is this is like a crazy storyline for the season. But the other thing is that um, there's definitely been a directive I mean, that they don't want to they don't want to dead name him. He's mm -hmm. he was Ennis Cantor. Now he's Ennis Cantor Freedom. So you just get these announcers saying things like, ooh, and Freedom takes a fall. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, freedom freedom kind of blew the assignment on that one. <laughs> freedom misses again. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I bet Chuck Barris could hit a three, but that Mr. Freedom couldn't host the gong show. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the other uh, thing we should talk yeah. about with the is the Bucks a little bit. Uh, the oh, Bucks yeah. are an extremely likable, fun team. Uh, Giannis is. Uh, I believe there's a Disney movie coming out about his life. They're making Wait, really? right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sure. Because he was a uh, Greek immigrant who, like, literally was living sort of an uh, 
like an Aladdin style lifestyle on the streets yes. of Greece. And then he and his brothers all grew to be seven feet tall and now are like <laughs> delighted billionaire millionaires. Um Seeing all three of those guys sitting next to each other at Summer League was one of the most amazing things I've seen in yeah. my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's he's delightful. Um, also delightful, have... someone, I'm sure we pointed this man out before, but uh, the Bucks also have uh, Brooke Lopez, who is a seven-foot twin brother. His twin is also in the league, oh, right. Robin, who's a Disney yes. freak. He actually owns a house in Disney World. Yeah. Or like in the Disney World. Disney I don't World. know how that works, but he he does. Um and then they have this guy named uh Drew Holiday who uh quit basketball for a couple months to like raise his child while his uh soccer star wife recovered from brain cancer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn. Uh, he also has two brothers in the league, so his name is Giroux, J-R-U-E. But it's like his pronounced Drew. Are, um, what's that? It's basically pronounced Drew, it's, D- yeah, yeah. like D-R-E-W. Right, um. <laughs> right, right, right. But his brothers are named Justin and Aaron. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. weird that he's the one who has... <laughs> the name. Yeah. Um, uh, we should also... also... Caitlin, a thing you'll love about Brooke Lopez is so his twin brother Robin was mm-hmm. on the Bucks the year before and then went to a different team. And when he was winning an NBA championship, his brother was live tweeting Paddington too. <laughs> well, I believe in he did like, Paddington first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in like out of spite, he was like, is there anything on TV tonight? I don't know. I'm going to watch Paddington and live tweeted it. Well, he also moved into Taking Brooke's Paddington's new house. Yeah. You don't get to approach Paddington from a petty perspective. <laughs> Paddington is there to heal. Paddington is there not only for joy. There's no, you can't. Mm-hmm. That's. That's only cool if by the end he was like calling his brother and apologizing and remembering yeah. it's all about friends and family. <laughs> the other thing, the other funny thing Brooke Lopez did when he won the championship is he said, this was, this was one of the weirder things that happened in the NBA in my lifetime, I think. So Brooke Lopez, before the game started listening to the Bobby Brown song from Ghostbusters 2 to hype himself up. Okay, uh, on yeah. our own. Yeah, and um, so as a gift to all his teammates, he had the entire team painted in the style of the Ghostbusters 2 painting that replaces Vigo at the end of the Milwaukee Bucks (laughs) and gifted him to all of his teammates. For an artist. Just what what an email to get. (laughs) Caitlin, you should um, you should also know that while Brooke Lopez was busy in the NBA playoffs, he had a new house he hadn't moved into, mm-hmm. and his twin brother decided to start staying there and throwing parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's too close to my life right now, and I'm uh-huh. I'm, 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 I'm boiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's... and they 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 said before that they can't live together, even though they both briefly played in New York City at the same time because their cats don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so Brooke lived with a different brother. I have ever heard of someone that 
<laughs> oh man yeah i can say that as a lesbian i can confirm that that is uh, <laughs> the most lesbian reason i've ever heard for two people not cohabitating um the other thing we should mention <laughs> about this game is uh this game we you should relish because um the celtics who are traditionally a good basketball team are pretty terrible this year so it's fun <laughs> <laughs> they had a weird fake rivalry with the Bucks because they they beat him in one series and someone miss someone on the Celtics misspoke about a guy on the Bucks named Eric Bledsoe and called him Drew Bledsoe, the name of a former Patriots quarterback, and he started going to all the games. It was super weird. Mm -hmm. And then since then the Bucks just um kind of just beat the crap out of them in the playoffs every year. <laughs> yeah. so it's, like, it's, it's like fun, but also a little bit of a bummer. Let me yeah, get you these cat names before we move on. <laughs> that's, I need to see how much farther deep, how deep this goes. Um, okay, so Brooke Lopez's cat is named Poupine. Mm -hmm. And then Robin's pet cat is named Prince Edward Zephyr. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, they, that's not, you can't, all right. <laughs> I, you know, it used to be that astronomical bodies, like the person who found them got to name them, and the person who found Uranus and originally named it after King George, so it was just mm, called yeah. the planet George. That's what it feels <laughs> like. You can't, that's too dignified a, a body to be har just harboring that kind of name. That's not, <laughs> doesn't mm. fit. So they, the Bucks also have this, they've built this sort of like outdoor overflow area for their teams to watch, for their fans their to fans watch games. Watch, yeah. Especially yeah, in, in Milwaukee. In, yeah. in the winter, what you want to do is stand outside. Mm -hmm. I Well, I mean, they usually do it during the playoffs in the spring, but I have no doubt that there will be thousands of people on 2.30 on, you know, 1.30 on Christmas afternoon in Milwaukee outdoors, uh, so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I just, I like the contact tracing I'm trying to do on my brain is just like, that's pretty up. That one is going to be, I'll pick, but at the end of the show, I'll try to figure out which game is going to be the, come with the biggest numbers. Like, who's oh, that's good. Yeah. Much. Well, I'll try to figure it out. That one's going to be an easy one. Sure, but like Milwaukee was, that's now a contender. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, this one, that one's going to be an easy answer. Uh, we'll get there though. But first we go, uh, then the Warriors at 2 PM, the, our Golden State Warriors play the Phoenix Suns who last year, uh, were the Western Conference finalists. Uh, they, they lost, lost the to the Bucks. They have, uh, you might be familiar with this guy. Uh, the Suns, uh, have an old man point guard named Chris Paul who you might uh, recognize from a bizarre series of State Farm ads that he's done for years and years and years. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Um, I would say our friend Dan Gill is in one of them. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we could play one of those. I have one. Twins Cliff and Chris Paul couldn't stop talking about the assist. And yet, a new question. Render them speechless. As the Pauls delved deep into their lineage, they discovered something extraordinary. In 1922, local shopkeeper Clifford Paul, senior, 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 inspired. Right, we don't need to listen to that whole thing. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. 
The most important thing to mention with the Suns right now, though, I would say, is they have maybe the worst owner in sports. <laughs> that's saying um, something. And that's saying something, considering we listened to an owner's song about Harvey Weinstein a <laughs> couple of minutes ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he, the Suns owner, is uh, named Robert Sarver, and it recently came out, he's... A, cheap. He's the reason Steve Nash doesn't have a championship is because he's so Rude. cheap. And, um... The, here, yeah, he went... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, that... here is a Suns fan talking about him at a city council meeting. Mr. Sarver has done nothing to improve this team in the 14 years he's owned it. He's never funded or bought paid for the key players, which make any sports team, professional sports team, successful or on the road to success. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> I do it for her, man. Now, here's the other thing her. about him. It turns out uh, you're never going to believe this, but he's a horrible person and a terrible boss. Um, but he sounds who, all good too. He uh, a big report came out earlier this year where he was he likes to walk around and explain to people how he uses Magnum condoms mm -hmm. cool. uh, to just his employees. He showed uh, <laughs> photos. He was showing for what the... as like better water balloons, like fingerless <laughs> gloves. Like how? How do you use them? Uh, I think he. I mean, he's basically Danny DeVito's character in It's Always Sunny, but richer. Like, oh, I dropped a Magnum <laughs> condom here. And like asking people why he can't use the N-word. Uh, <laughs> like at one point, he apparently wanted to fire a coach. And his rationale was these N-words need an N-word. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool guy. Um, <laughs> so, he also at one point in a meeting... Made everyone look at a picture of his wife in a bikini and then explained to them about how uh, uh, good she was at oral sex. Um, and then also at a guy's funeral. Oh, gave... this was incredible. <laughs> he gave a eulogy. Uh-huh. At, <laughs> at his friend's funeral. And in his eulogy, he explained about all the threesomes he and that guy would have. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> 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 on that one, fair play. I'm gonna say I like all the rest. But if I'm going down the last six feet I'm ever gonna climb, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and recap the glory days. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Build a coffin for three. Come in here with me. Uh yeah, and it was a lot about how that guy cheated on his wife while his wife was there. It was really brutal. Great. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy. Yeah, he's 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 really doing stuff. The Suns so, as a team are very fun though. They're young and fun and have Chris Paul. Um, there's a guy named Devin Booker who uh is would you say he's maybe like no, he's not. He's he's one of the top like NBA players that seem like influencers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say his look is pretty. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. Do I have that clip? So, uh, I think NBA fashions are a step ahead. He dated Kendall Jenner. Mm -hmm. uh, he might still be dating Kendall Jenner, actually. I think he is. 
Um, uh, last year when the pandemic started, um, he famously Pete was yeah, he famously was playing Call of Duty on Twitch. Um, I can't find that. I can't find that clip. I used to have it. Um, but he was like, bruh, the season's canceled, bruh. Yeah. Um, now, now, this game against the Warriors is interesting because it feels like beyond different teams, the this era of the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry Chris Paul is like their rival. It doesn't matter where he goes, mm -hmm. that team basically becomes the Warriors' primary rival. So there was a big, there was uh, a lot of conflict in uh, Los Angeles when uh, the Clippers got a new coach and refused to share chapel services mm -hmm. with the extremely Christian uh, Warriors team. Um, he went to Houston, and then there was some conflict there, and now it seems like uh, the team's like that. And some of it is funny because it seems like Chris Paul is just a maniac when he gets on a basketball court, mm -hmm. but is a good friend to people off the court. Like, uh, he he's famously, like, best friends with LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, and last night... Mm -hmm when Carmelo Anthony got a second technical and was ejected, Chris Paul was like jumping up and pointing to the tunnel and just yelling about how that guy had to get out of there. Yeah. So extremely that he friend. drew a technical foul himself. <laughs> it's his best friend. And yeah. it seems like the same thing happens with Steph Curry, who essentially committed the crime of being good, but like, but Curry used to go to Chris Paul's basketball camp mm -hmm. when he was younger. So it's this weird, uh, like not personal conflict. Like when they're at the all-star game, they're like high-fiving and throwing each other alley-oops. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, it's but very there's entertaining. A real, I would say there's a <laughs> real sense when they play each other of uh, Chris Paul fucking hates Steph Curry and Steph Curry doesn't really care that much. <laughs> would yes. you say that's fair, Sean? <laughs> yes, but also but also, I, I am pretty sure that Chris Paul has like zero problem with him personally right. off the court. Yeah. He's just a maniac. Uh, um, while we're <laughs> talking about Chris Paul and LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, we should point out, Caitlin, there's a very famous mm -hmm. photo in NBA circles of the three of them uh, riding a banana boat. Well, actually, Mello is not in that photo, Joe. It's Dwayne <laughs> well, Wade. But they're all on a banana the boat. They're wearing life jackets. Yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Union is in the photo. I think Mello took the picture, actually. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> also, on that same trip, didn't, I want to say, Dwayne Wade save... Carmelo from drag too far and was in a riptide. I believe. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's like some hilariously. Um, okay. Most of the time you see NBA players, they're being photographed by like professional photographers or it's something for Instagram. There are some very funny vacation photos of those guys, like trying to pose for a red wine toast. And it's like badly lit and one guy's like blocking his face. And it's very, I find it very endearing. Yeah. That like, oh, these guys are still kind of dorks, you know? Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So um, back to the and then, game uh, that we're yeah, yeah, yeah. watching at 2 p.m. This is the two best teams in the Western Conference. The Warriors the two have best been kind of bad. Yeah. Sure. sure. The Warriors have been kind of bad for two years, um, but they're back. 
Uh, Back, baby. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry recently broke the all-time record for three-pointers. Um, what else? What what else is going on with the Warriors, Sean? Uh, Clay Thompson is uh, going to return shortly. He, unfortunately, he didn't make the Christmas game, but after he not is. having played basketball for two years, he's almost. I'm bonded with some pandas and is mm-hmm. on an all yeah. bamboo diet. He seems to be have been spending the last few months basically just rehabbing intensely and uh, driving a boat around. Yeah, we should. T- uh, that is actually we should get into that a little bit. <laughs> he won't be playing, but he's he just started boating around. He wears a captain's hat. He'll take uh, rookies on the boat. He's constantly Instagramming Instagram living from the boat. And at he one drives point, his boat to the games. So I think he lives in like dog patch, Caitlin, mm-hmm. okay. somewhere around there. And so the the new arenas by uh, UCSF in Mission Bay. Right. So he started taking his boat to the game, and he also just started parking at this restaurant nearby. Yeah, um, without uh, just, asking them, he just I think started it's like a club or boat. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny to like throw your keys. <laughs> To like a boat ballet. ballet who doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's probably the best game we're going to get. Especially, I believe that is also the game with the. That's true. Um, that's true. That one sounds and... on the super spreader battle. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say uh, the, our next game is the super spreader game of the day. Uh, 5 oh, p.m. And... Oh, and, well, perhaps perhaps to your interest, Caitlin, uh, backup uh, Suns guard Cameron Payne is probably one of the top five uh, weed heads in the league, oh, I would okay. say. So he's like very small. He shoots a weird left-handed shot. He's very endearing. Like used to dance on the sidelines a lot and uh, just <laughs> smokes an incredible amount of weed, especially for his size. Um. Allegedly, um, allegedly, right. allegedly, allegedly. Like unconfirmed reports, Mike. Sources, say, yeah. sources yeah. say. Um, yeah. All right, uh, and then at five p.m., uh, it's the COVID bowl. I would say Nets at Lakers. Sean, how many New Jersey Nets? Current, I mean, sorry, Brooklyn Nets currently have COVID. Is it twelve? It was. It was. It was double digits. I don't know the exact number, but I think it was ten recently. Yeah. Um, and they oh, have. Wow. So they have a super team, and their three famous guys are Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You probably know Kevin mm-hmm. Durant from his NBA appearances or the movie he made, Thunderstruck, uh-huh. where he and a child in Oklahoma City uh, switch basketball talents. Yeah, because after a the basketball he hit, hit by a, lightning or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lightning hits, and the mascot gets drilled in the head with a basketball or something. Um, so he also is apparently one of the top uh, weed heads in the league. This team, this is team weed. Yeah, in oh, the for show, sure. Right. Um, so Kevin Durant, he's been excellent. Uh, he loves arguing with people on the internet. Um, he has a somewhat uh, odd relationship with his business manager slash best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a show about business. Anytime they business do. manager slash best friend, that is inherently an odd relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. send that man. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, he recently saw a video of a teenager doing like a fancy playground basketball move mm-hmm. and quote tweeted it with 
this shit sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rules. <laughs> he rules. He's seven uh, he feet tall. He's well, an unblockable shot. He uh, threatened to fight Michael Rappaport at Catch Steak in New York oh, on Christmas, incredible. I think. It was around, yeah. Michael Rappaport is a very fun guy, and I can absolutely see him getting into a fight at a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. No, that that is unquestionably, both statements are true. Kind, funny man. Um, Unsurprising to hear that he would brawl with someone at a steakhouse. Well, he called his lawyer, I believe, that when Kevin Durant threatened to fight him. Oh, yeah, this he did. This was in Instagram right DM. Let's not forget they're both millionaires. <laughs> so incredible. Uh, uh, but and, the, and the, Kevin Durant has a big personal rivalry with LeBron James of the Lakers. So I would say, want to take us through? Yeah, go ahead. Sean, there's a marquee person we on the Nets. And it's not well, yeah. Kevin Durant. Right? Who well, yeah, three? yeah. I was just yeah, going yeah. through the dudes. Sure, um, sure. Do you want to talk about... Do you want to talk about the guy who is playing or isn't playing? Next? Isn't playing. Um. So Kyrie Irving, NBA mystic, um, third eye open. Uncle Drew, who you might Uncle know Drew. from the movie Uncle Drew, where he plays based an on old the Pepsi man. Max commercial. Uh, a movie. He's the only player in the NBA to currently co-star with both. Lil Rel, Tiffany Haddish, Nick Kroll, and Shaq mm-hmm. uh, in a film. <laughs> Although Adam Sandler might have. Um, <laughs> uh, he is, he has, he's a vegan. Uh, he recently became a Muslim, but it seems like his spirituality is sort of like hemp. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, uh, he's he, a water he, protector for stand, Standing Rock, I believe. Uh-huh. Right? And, he, you know, and to Which, his credit. Which all of he, these are cool. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. He donated like millions of dollars worth of food during the pandemic. However, he's also a militant anti-vaxxer who does his own research. And that research is mostly conducted on Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, he famously doubted the roundness of the earth a couple of years ago. And he will not take the vaccine. He is holding out for a plant-based vaccine. Officially. I heard that is a thing. Um, so good for him. It's coming. But yeah, yeah, but I, that is that was not that's his, that new. Was not what he said originally. Yeah, yeah, he said that's that about new. Uh, uh, so he has not been playing the entire year because uh, he can't uh, play. He can't go. New York he has. New York, yeah, New York makes you be vaccinated for these indoor crowd events. activities, especially. Um, I feel like earlier. You could somewhat justify, like an arena's pretty big, mm-hmm. you know, and the air circulates well. But uh, this new variant apparently is is heavy and sticks in the air a long time. Anyway, the Nets, when they were being decimated by all their players testing positive for COVID, their response was that they were going to start playing Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. in road but games. But only on the, the road, The law yeah. didn't make them do it. But, um, and apparently he immediately went into the but health and Yeah, protocols. six hours after so, making that announcement, exactly. it, he I tested it. positive for COVID. Um, our vaccinated yeah. players are texting positive. You know what we should get? Our unvaccinated players. Uh-huh. Way more, way less likely. That's, yeah. Um, I mean, sure. So the third famous guy on the Nets uh, is James Harden, who you might know from his beard. <laughs> Right, yes, he does have a fabulous beard. Yeah. 
Um, also was uh, making, when he was trying to force his way out of Houston last year, he basically made a strip club tour of America. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, <laughs> some people thought that was to force the trade. It got him, you know, a COVID suspension. But also, um, I would say that's also kind of what James Harden has just done his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot, there was like a hit piece that came out about him from clearly some, maybe some executives who had left Houston or coaches about how uh, the team would often, you know, cancel practice so Harden could go to Vegas or they'd stay extra nights in New York, in L.A. Mm -hmm. And all of that kind of just made him sound cool as hell. Uh Like, I I understand that, like, maybe some players on the team would resent that. But if you make your boss, like, keep everyone – you're dictating the travel schedule for your whole office mm-hmm. because you're just partying harder than everybody. That rules. Uh, now, I I would say the funniest thing about James Harden uh, is last year in the middle of um, Black Li- the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, James Harden was uh, photographed wearing a mask, a COVID mask that was like that had the thin blue line skull on it, the pro cop skull. And uh, everyone made fun of him thinking he was pro cop during Black Lives Matter. But then rapper Young Thug came out and said, no man, James Harden doesn't have the internet. He doesn't know. He thought this was cool. He's sorry. He's not pro cop. It was just the skull, man. Yeah. And these are just some bros who like to hang out with each other, you know? Yeah, just dudes. Um, uh, they, also, they also are like um, almost like an Ocean's Eleven of a team mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, so Elliot Gould, if they had him in that movie 25 years ago, you're like, he's a huge star. That's a leading yeah. man. And now you're like, this is the perfect amount of Elliot Gould in a movie. <laughs> and that's that's uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin is also on the Nets. Yeah, uh, he he. Uh, Brooke Lopez. I think Blake is the only NBA player who has uh, hosted new faces. Uh huh. Yeah. At uh, the Just for Laughs festival in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Good friends with Neil Brennan. Very into comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Used to be a big dunker, but now um, he has just had so many surgeries on his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like a guy that used to be this superstar dunk machine who's now like a role player who almost doesn't ever play. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, a pretty well, he's he's like 32, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, but he's a funny guy to have because he's so wildly famous for a guy who is only in the rotation because of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they're playing the Lakers, who we haven't mentioned. Uh, the Lakers, of course, have LeBron James, uh, who you might recognize mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the film Space Jam. A new legacy. <laughs> uh, and the Lakers... An AI Don Cheadle. I would say the Lakers this year um, are the only team that appears to have an age limit uh, in that you must be older than 32 to play on the team. 
Uh, yeah, you know, it does come to a place where, like, if I have heard of the player, the player is nearing retirement. Yeah, uh, that's a good uh, point. It takes a long time to, like, permeate my awareness. So, yeah, as I'm like, yeah, Blake Griffin, what's he, like, in his young 20s? Like, no, honey, you heard of him 10 years ago, so he's older than that now. <laughs> like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, inevitable passage of time. So, yeah, LeBron sort of made... Uh, the team sign only guys his age because he needed friends or something. Wouldn't you say that's fair, Sean? Yeah. So, so let's just go through of the of the oldest players in the NBA this year. They have the third oldest, the mm-hmm. fourth oldest, the ninth oldest, the eleventh oldest, and the twelfth oldest player. Mm-hmm. So, so five of the ten, five of the twelve oldest players in the league all play for the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. which is. You know, pretty impressive in its own way. And this 35, year, five guys, 35 and older. I would say this year has been a little bit of a disaster so far for the Lakers. Uh, everyone thought they were going to be really good. And now it uh, looks like they're going to fire their coach who won a championship 18 months ago because there's no <laughs> other moves to make. And uh, while we're talking about him, here he is. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. Um, all right. <laughs> What's up, Lakers fans? Goodbye, Lakers fans. Coach Frank Vogel here. Uh, some, of this, some of this, I would say, uh, has to be considered a little bit predictable. Now, they're not terrible. They're the seventh best team, but they are 16 and 16. There's a lot of parity in the NBA this and year. There are, there are very few. Anthony Davis, so there's very probably few. shouldn't. So they, um, Anthony Davis is known as the Brow, which is mm-hmm. probably the most ill-advised branding in the NBA because <laughs> he has a giant, thick unibrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because of his personal branding, um, he'll never maintain it. And again, you know what? No judgment on that, but it is. it feels like he's locking himself into a style choice that he might one day, you know, choose to not have a unibrow mm-hmm. i don't know as a person who has to exercise daily maintenance to not have a unibrow especially when traveling boy i lean in you know yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> uh but he is it. he's actually a somewhat young man but he is known for um he just gets hurt a lot mm-hmm. and in fact you know he's hurt right now. That, he? Yeah, he's hurt right now. So usually, yeah, LeBron uh, pushed a guy into his knee accidentally, <laughs> and uh, he's out for a month oh. now. But um, I, I don't just mean that he often misses games. It's that it seems like once or twice a game he will fall to the ground, and it looks like he's blown out his knee. Mm-hmm. He's broken <laughs> his ankle, and he'll go to the locker room, and then he comes back as if it's really fine. Joey's theory is that his tolerance for pain is not very high. That is my theory, yeah, is that he <laughs> um, has a really low pain tolerance. So, like, for a guy like Draymond Green or whoever, like, when someone bumps into his knee, he's like, ow, that kind of hurt. But with Anthony Davis, every single one is, I might be dead! Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched the Lakers play last night, and there was there were two, there was a play where LeBron James uh, looked like he twisted his ankle a little bit mm-hmm. and he basically he stepped on a guy's foot and he was on the ground, like face down on the ground, like pounding the floor with a fist for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and played. So it's 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 <laughs> spreading on this team is what I'm saying. 
they also have a guy named Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is very famous, known for playing for the Knicks for a long time and going to bodegas in a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wears a lot of fancy hats. He is he's really extremely cool, I would say, Joey. Yeah. Uh, but he's also really old and all he does is like shoot. So no one on this team wants to like box out for a rebound or play defense or like run. Well, the I Lakers also step- have Russell Westbrook, Sean. Yes, um, yes. Do you Ru- want to well, let me let me just before we get to hold on, before we get to Westbrook real quick, I just want to share this one thing. Um, Caitlin, I know this is not you know, you're not a basketball expert, but I think it is telling that the Lakers uh, are apparently leading the league in time spent walking on the court. <laughs> and it's like not that close. Right yeah. It's not that close. Yeah. I do feel like that's a, you're not describing a hungry team. Like, <laughs> no, this is hearing drive there. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> uh, Joey, do you want to tell her, talk to her about Westbrook? Um, yeah. So they also, their big addition this offseason was Russell Westbrook, who's a uh, very famous guy who is famous for... He's how... like Wolverine, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. His, his basically like loves going to the basket, mm-hmm. um, very aggressive, really great athlete, but also like disinterested in defense and will shoot like 30 times a game. And sometimes that's amazing, and he mm-hmm. scores a lot of points. And sometimes he uh, misses like eleven three pointers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he he was like the MVP of the league about four years ago. Um, he has a giant contract, and he is not really a great fit for this sort of old man team where people don't really shoot very well. Uh, yeah, but his real passion is fashion. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, L.A. place to be, I guess. Well, so famously in Oklahoma City, he would never wear an outfit more than once, mm-hmm. which I think meant that thrift stores in Oklahoma City probably just had <laughs> a crazy selection all the time. Because they're getting like 300 outfits a year. And the <laughs> outfits he liked to wear a lot, there were like bands he'd like vintage t-shirts of bands he'd clearly never heard. So it well, would be or like, like, <laughs> like he'd be wearing like a vintage use your illusion guns and roses t-shirt. <laughs> Leather pants. Uh-huh. Uh, also, he's not a big fan of uh, buttoning his shirts, no, which is also yeah. cool. Um, all these guys are cool. They just yeah. don't fit together very well at all. They're all like, they're all sick of this season and there are 50 games to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time every time someone gets hurt, they add another old and injured player. So it's kind of crazy. There's there's basically two young players on the whole team. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty incredible. All right. And then our final game of the night is uh, the Mavs at Jazz. That's right. The Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz are playing. Which, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, makes sense, but... Kind of hard to explain if you're not a basketball fan. <laughs> I mean, you look, they they have to have a game you can nap through. It's <laughs> got to be a game on the West Coast so they can start it at 730. But yeah, this is um, it's it, it's a it's a tough one. They would kind of prefer that 
time time wise, unfortunately, the Lakers this would this would ideally be the time where you would have the Lakers. They are just unfortunately too famous right now. Right. I <laughs> I was gonna say this is where they would like to have Warriors at Suns, but the Warriors get the best ratings. So they right, have right, right. to have them in the middle. Well, and then of the, the day. Lakers are in the second best <laughs> yeah. spot. So I mean, it, it's actually like a kind of a problem with the NBA ratings that the two most popular teams are in California. Yeah. Because it means that on their like midweek games, it's constantly like children struggling to stay awake in the first quarter, yeah. begging their parents to let them stay awake in in Virginia. You know. Um, so so the Mavs are in this game because they have a very exciting young player. He is from Slovenia. Mm-hmm. His name is Luka Doncic. Yep. And he's like kind of like a child prodigy, but with the body of like a beefy middle school wrestler. <laughs> you say yeah. he he's- uh, he, uh, he said like a few weeks ago, he's like, yeah, I probably should get in better shape before the season starts. Um, but he's also like good enough that he led Slovenia Mm -hmm. to a European basketball championship purely based on his own presence. Mm -hmm. Um, he's, uh, he also famously had a, a a big crush on Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. When he came Uh, into the league as a 19 year old, I believe he said one of his goals was to marry Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And and another thing that's very funny, and this happens this happens periodically, uh, that one of the worst trash talkers in the NBA, I mean, I mean, most notorious and constant trash talkers, is a guy who doesn't speak English all that well. Mm-hmm. So so when he yells at like officials and other players, um, he knows all the curse words. He doesn't know a lot of like adverbs and mm-hmm. conjunctions yet. Uh, so it's incredible, like what percentage of his English vocabulary is just uh, profanity. But yeah, this guy is really good at basketball. Um, he, I would say, the most this one of the more interesting things about watching him is he screams at his teammates a lot. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's goopy. It, it is. It like sometimes they say that players are like watching a kid out there. He he conducts himself. Like a like a very very talented teenager. Yeah. He's not, so he's still barely not a teenager. Yeah. But, uh, it's um, fun. But but yeah, he's like he's like a little a little bit dumpy too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like his hair is always a little weird. Yeah. He did. Yes. He has that. You went to high school with that guy. Face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like even compared to the other guys, it's like a big eighth grader who's taller than the other eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of electricians and construction workers that are like a half step away from this guy's life. You know, knee oh, injury, yeah. just didn't commit to practice, whatever it is. But the same <laughs> like smile, screaming, like childlike fun. Yeah, all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Mavs, of course, are owned by uh, Shark Tank's own Mark Cuban. Uh, one of the worst men alive. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say the Mavs have a troubling history, uh, and it's sort of unfair that our favorite child basketball player is on this team because the rest of the team is pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> except for uh, Boban, who you would know, 
Uh, Boban is the tallest man in the NBA, and he is also the man who John Wick beat up in the library in John Wick 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that Boban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's exceptionally large. Man. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the Mavs were also coached by uh, Jason Kidd, really good basketball player, very erratic as a head coach. Very bad um, person. He, he, seems, he seems to have... He uh he really wrecked his car in a DUI pretty bad and like walked away from it. Um, he was like a notoriously incredibly mean and abusive coach. This year he seems to have gone in the opposite direction, mainly because he was sort of exposed for essentially driving a player out of the sport of basketball entirely mm-hmm. by being so verbally abusive. Uh but he also did one of the funniest things that a coach has ever done, which is uh, when he was coaching the Brooklyn Nets, he was out of timeouts and he spilled a soda on the floor to get so a they timeout. Would have to and it was very timeout. obvious what he was doing, because at what at what point in any have you ever seen a coach holding a soda an un- without a lid, an unlidded <laughs> soda full. Of, and Joey, Joey. I always think of what Joey said was, I just wish I had the footage of the two minutes leading up to that where he's like sending an assistant coach to get the soda, like trying to trying to like innocuously pick up the soda because there's like two minutes left in the game. And he's drinking like a giant twenty-four ounce fountain soda. Yeah, it's a fountain <laughs> soda without a straw, any ice, or a lid on it. Um. And so I'm, I am hoping that he might spill eggnog on the court this time. Yeah. Um, the other thing oh, that's man. funny is it's a home game in Utah, it's so hard to clean and up, it's all oily. Ugh. God, <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> Aren't, aren't a lot of these fans not supposed to be going to a game on Christmas in Utah? Is that is that a thing? I just know they're old odors, and a lot of fans wouldn't they wouldn't schedule Sunday games in Salt Lake City. I mean, but maybe I that's maybe know. that's not a thing anymore. I don't know. We'll have to ask Dad Sham Dad. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, one of the uh, the Salt Lake City's uh, leftist jazz fan, Dad Sham Dad. Um, Oh, yeah, we should talk about the Jazz a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So the Jazz uh, are historically a very good basketball team. Um, And this year, last year, they were, they had the best record in the West. And this year, they're probably the third best team in the West. Uh, But famously, what happened to them last year is uh, their, their tall French center, Rudy Gobert, um, mm-hmm. started right before coronavirus, uh, started rubbing his hands on the microphones oh, yeah. uh, and saying, Nine. Oh, I remember. yeah, yeah. And is the reason the NBA shut down? Cause he tested positive for coronavirus after that. Immediately a, after, bunch of, yeah. a bunch of guys on the team got COVID and like, I think it's pretty rough. Even when you're an athlete, like it's, uh, you know, guys are still feeling the effects. Like, over a year later, but uh, definitely unpleasant. I mean, yeah. have you seen Aaron Rodgers' face? I'm just saying, it doesn't look like it's any fun. At He's all. like, I'm gonna eat some clay. Shailene says this is good for me. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, 
so he he caused a shutdown, especially because they realized that um, so NBA teams fly on charter jets a lot, mm-hmm. but um, there's not that many charter jets available. So they found out that the Jazz had flown on a plane that like within a week, 15 other teams had been on in oh, some God. form or another or something. Um, oh, also, this is a fundamental thing about the Utah Jazz, and I think it is it is something we call um Small market energy. I believe our friend SME. John Wilms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did John Wilms coin that term? I believe I think it did. was John Wilms, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Utah Jazz constantly think they're being disrespected. They think that the league is rigged against them <laughs> because they're a small market. Mm-hmm. They think the league does not want them to succeed. Um, Rudy Gobert, their center, started crying when he Didn't wasn't named to an all-star game. team. Yeah. Uh when when one the rookie Donovan Mitchell um, was really mad that he was losing the rookie of the year, lost the rookie of the year vote to a guy who was also a rookie but had been injured the year the after year he before. was drafted. Yeah. And he yeah. And he uh, sorry, the year before. Yeah. Yeah. And he had Adidas make him a sweatshirt that had the definition of a rookie like on it. Word rookie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so these guys are just always like looking for some reason to get mad. They always think that their fouls are are terrible. And um, so I just think they're going to claim to be disrespected by Santa Claus this year. Caitlin, <laughs> and that's going to fuel. Now, what I will say uh, positively for the Jazz is they're they are really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a coach who looks like he's on cocaine 24 hours a day. Yeah. And like, he looks, looks like... like Patrick Bateman. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, well, he has like, he's, he's like handsome, but the hair's like curly in like a, he looks like a bad guy. I have often said he looks exactly like the bad guy from. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Um, but also like he's constantly like facing a margin call. And some stock he recommended <laughs> yeah, yeah. is in the toilet. Um, you know, uh, also some his guy name he, is Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. He's uh, and he's he's gone to he went to business school and law school at Duke. Uh-huh. So that's um, uh-huh. and actually he's yeah. we don't know anything about him as a guy. I mean, he was sort of a he was sort of a scandalous college coach, but um, it's mainly just his look is very desperate. Also, he blinks. So much in like post-game interviews. 27 times a second. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, so he's just fun to watch. And they, Jason Kidd almost has, like, no affect in his face. Mm-hmm. So the combination of these coaches, it's like it's like cool. a rushing river and a, and a pond <laughs> with no water in it. <laughs> the other funny guys the Jazz have is they have these two guys... Um, who are both like they both have the bodies of uncles, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but are very like, good at basketball. Uh, named Boyan Bogdanovich and Joe mm-hmm. Ingles, um, who they nicknamed Jingles. Yeah. So that's and Merry Christmas. One's Australian, one's Serbian. No, or is he? I I might get his ethnicity wrong, but yeah, they both have like. They're both perfectly strong and perfectly in shape. I but don't know. But they look like your uncles like at a pool. No muscle tone in their arms. They're both balding. Um, <laughs> they just look like labored all the time. Even uh-huh. though, again, I, I don't actually think their fitness is bad. But um, 
it's really it's really a delight. Like yeah, they have Adele, like the aging together. version of Luka Doncic's body actually. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's so just this is balding her. enough yet. Um. The other thing I would say, Caitlin, just this is not really related to the game. The NBA has a Boyan Bogdanovich and a Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And not only are they unrelated, they're not even from the same country. <laughs> and when one of them was drafted, they accidentally showed the other one's highlights. I can't say I'm surprised, but that is, I mean, how frustrating. Is that a rivalry? Do they like hate each other? Uh, it, it doesn't really. Well, actually, there will be a Bogdanovich in the first game and the last game. Yeah, so these yeah. Christmas <laughs> games are actually a Bogdanovich sandwich. A Bogdanovich and, bookend. And my mom was watching the NBA playoffs a lot last year, and she was so frustrated by the name Bogdanovich. And the fact that there were two made her like literally angry. <laughs> and now the name she hates the most is uh, Nenanja Bielisa on the Warriors. Yeah. We apologize to the former nations of Yugoslavia. My mom is doing her best. Well, <laughs> Caitlin, on, that's this year's Christmas Day games. Uh, we should finish with what we always finish with. Which of these games are you most excited about as a non-basketball fan? Well, as a non-basketball fan and a, a 40-year-old woman, I'm going to say I'll, I'll watch those Lakers try to dribble around. That'd be pretty interesting. Um <laughs> I'm curious about that walking stat. Like, I just literally want to see that. Like, hustle-less basketball sounds fascinating. Uh, oh, it's great. There's the There was a play last night where um, Russell Westbrook passed the ball to LeBron, and he just immediately threw it back to him and then just started he – was, he was above the three-point arc, and he just started casually strolling backwards during the play. So he was actually standing on the midcourt logo <laughs> – for like 15 seconds as the rest of the guys played and his defender was like 10 feet away like i'm not going out there like he's not doing anything right now i'm i'm gonna guard someone else that's very very funny funny. i think uh i'm enthused about the bucks as a team i think they sound adorable um i'm on board and i feel like they have the the inverse the positive of the smaller market energy i'm not coming for you milwaukee i'm just saying you i'm saying it uh that you know, like the the need that I heard expressed in the Knicks fan voices is like too much, but mm-hmm. the adorable Phoenix Sun woman is like just right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the lady who's been watching since the Suns were the team, a team has like an opinion on every year. She's got all the posters. She's got all the like. That's just right. That's the small town team team energy that I I can get on board with. Um, and I bet that that's that that Milwaukee team has a lot of folks excited, which is cute. Um, so yeah, I'm probably excited about that one. Uh, for super spreader, I'm going to give the New York team, I'm going to give the New York event the nod, um, <laughs> New York numbers just independently. I mean, it's a safe bet, but again, it's like that horse screaming, like that's, um, mm-hmm. the force of that exhalation. I'm going to say will exceed the force of exhalation reached by Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, are, I would can say, only match the pace of their team, you know. And also, fuck Trey Young sort of rhymes with Omicron, so <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, it has the same mouthfeel, you know. Yeah, really, yeah, it yeah. just uh, <laughs> rings out the same way. Um, so yeah, I uh, I'll be watching from not a public place, but uh, safely ensconced in my own home. Um, I'm glad I know more about it. If I spend one day a year with basketball, I should make it Christmas Day. I think, yeah. I'm a, I, w- I would watch that Bucks game. Awesome. 
uh, would watch the Lakers walk around. And if you tell someone the Lakers might walk, I bet that they would also watch the game with you. I think that's a good sell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, look, look, you could do this. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to see some real identifiable basketball? Check out this bald spot walking I, backwards. Like, did you have kind of a heavy breakfast and maybe eat some candy? Well, this is a good time to, these guys feel exactly the same. Well, um, my apologies to every player who's uh, stuck with COVID. Um, that's the worst. Uh, but best of luck to every player who just got there. You know, there's there's relatives watching on Christmas. So proud of their fifth string athlete uh, relative who is somewhere dribbling for a professional team. Um, and that's got to be exciting. So. Oh, uh, by the way, I just learned Luka Doncic has COVID. Uh, so maybe oh. don't watch that man's game. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> I love the live updates. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, last year when we talked, we hoped, I think we talked in the bubble. We talked about the bubble, um, Mm -hmm. which I did not witness any of, but seemed like probably would have been a good idea this year. So hopefully next year, either we're uh, through the looking glass or we get to talk about some other kind of experiment where all of the NBA was housed. I don't know, at the like Anaheim Ducks Arena, coached mm-hmm. by Amelia Estevez, who I believe is also not vaccinated or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, geez, what a game. What a, what a, what a year, huh? What a year. Yeah. What a year. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what would you like to plug? Oh, go ahead and check out Guarantee Shirts if you're there on the internet. That's Guarantee Shirts spelled like those words are spelled. I, I've learned not to try to spell guarantee out loud. It embarrasses us both. Google will fix that for you. I <laughs> make, uh, make T-shirts, uh, and it's fun. I also make T-shirts for comedians and stuff, so uh, you'll see more of me making things. Um, yeah, yeah, buy some Caitlin's T-shirts. They're the best. I get a lot. I, I have gotten a lot of compliments on uh, my guarantee shirt, uh, oh, and I've worn, it on sta- I've worn it on stage at the Punchline twice, and I get some questions what? about it. Yeah. That fills me with pride. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I love making them, and I, I certainly, you know, love sending cool stuff to to to, fan, to fans of the pod. Um, so yeah, check it out. And if you're into it, then grab one. Um, yeah. And Other also, that, if you need t-shirts made, email Caitlin. Shoot um, me a note. I make yeah, cool yeah. stuff. All right, love you, Caitlin. It's terribly accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you too, guys. All right. Thanks for having me. Have fun watching the games. No problem. And there's one thing I want to do before I'm going to read the name of every player in Code now. No, don't, don't. (laughs) Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari, Trey Young, Josh Richardson, Broderick Thomas, Jabari Parker, (laughs) Al Horford, Grant Williams. Juancho Hernan Gomez, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Dayron Sharp, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Bembry, Bruce Brown, Javon Carter, James Harden, James Johnson, Paul Millsap, Alizé Johnson, Troy Brown Jr., Zach Levine, Ayu Dusunmo, Matt Thomas, Ed Davis, Jared Allen, R.J. Nemhard, Lamar Stevens, Denzel Valentine, Dylan Windler, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Luka Doncic, 
Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Bull Bull, Michael Porter Jr., Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris Sr., Kent Bazemore, Austin Reeves, Avery Bradley, Zaire Williams, Caleb Martin, Bobby Portis, Yanis Antetokounmpo, Dante DiVincenzo, Wesley Matthews, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Josh Akogi, Anthony Edwards, Torian Prince, Nerlens Noel, Miles McBride, Emmanuel Quickly, Kevin Knox II, Quentin Grimes, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross, Mo Wagner, Ignas Brastikis, Andre Drummond. He's in the league? <laughs> Shake Milton, Georgius Nyang, Namias Quita, Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Lewis King, Alex Len, Marvin Bagley III, Terrence Davis, OG Anunobi, Fred Van Vliet, Precious Oshawa, Scotty Barnes, Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent Jr., Delano Banton, Pascal Siakam, and finally, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Sean, that's our show. Anything you want to plug? Mm, no, I'm writing a Golden State of Mind. You can check that out. I'll be tweeting out those articles automatically through the feature of Vox's excellent uh, site management system. Shouts to all my dudes breaking down film because I'm bad at that and I will just have jokes about uh, the players. I mean, you don't have to apologize for telling jokes, Sean. It's what you're good at. <laughs> no, I mean, those, those guys are uh, they're, they're, those guys like no basketball. It's cool. I like, um, I like working for the, with those guys. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on December 17th, I tweeted, I think I'm madly allergic to happiness. Oh, God damn. Every time. Every time. That one hurt. That one hurt. I kind of knew it was coming, too. But Uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to in the new year, I will be starting an Instagram devoted to uh, Frankie's tweets. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be called Sad Frankie. Great. Um, and Sean, did you write a song? I did. It's the holidays, and I just decided to take a page out of uh, Mel Torme's book. Uh, it's called The Lakers Christmas Song. Awesome. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We're probably going to take next week off. We'll see. Uh, love you. Bye. LeBron's hoping that Frank Vogel's fired. Tuesday's the day for tacos. But he heals who they didn't acquire. Anna Reese's hair's worse than Zach Lowe's. Everybody knows 
Kent Baseball and Rajon Rendezvous Stink almost as much as Dwight Avery Bradley's try to switch with Mellow No one is playing D tonight They think more veterans are on their way They've got a first rounder in 2028 to trade And every Lakers fan is gonna cry when Kevin Love isn't bought out and signed And though AD is still writhing in pain For games he might play 32 Santa's gonna bring him ice packs and Ben Gay Merry Christmas to Brow. I want to have a shout out to all the Lakers not mentioned in this song. Austin Reeves, you could be the new Caruso, baby. DeAndre Jordan, you were first team All-NBA once. What the hell? And hey, man, it's great that you're there, Malik Monk. Stay clean, buddy. You gotta stay in front of your man, though. And so, they're hoping for a Westbrook trade. They should have hired Tyron Lue. Although it was predicted by 538. It's the playing game for you. Happy Taco Tuesday, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 